you can't drink like me, you can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh my goodness. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the hole in none podcast with me words and my neighbor the je mr dotified on tonight's podcast we review patrick reed's win at tory pines we'll take a look at the blc fantasy leaderboard uh, we got a couple hollywood casting couch stories we'll preview the waste management phoenix opened and we have a guest to join us for the shit picks hi johnny Hello, words. How the hell are you? Um, great. I gotta admit, we're filming or filming. We're recording a little early. I was driving down the street, looked at the flagpole. Flag wasn't moving. It's about sixty-five degrees outside, and I kind of wondered why the fuck we aren't on the golf course right now. because uh, the show takes precedent, right? It's my mother's birthday. Is it really? Yes. Well, even even better excuse. We aren't playing because it's your mother's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. I hope your mom doesn't listen, but I think she does sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. Sorry. Well, we wish her the happiest birthday. Um, another funny thing I saw today was I was driving downtown. Uh, you know, it was, there's quite a homeless population there. And I saw a guy that I only hope to look as happy as this guy. Like, the only thing that I think I could look as happy as this guy is if I were to win a segment or a week. <laughs> Hell, fuck, one week. But this guy was so smacked out on heroin, he looked like about the happiest person in the world. All right, Red Shoe Gratitude Diaries. <laughs> he, he was literally kind of like on the sidewalk with a blanket over his legs, like lean back, just kind of like the bit cheesiest smile, the haziest eyes. Just staring at the sun. And was literally like lean three quarters of the way back, like but still somewhat supporting his upper body. Uh, just getting that vitamin D. And... I felt like he and I made eye contact, but then when I passed by him, I realized he was staring into fucking nothing. So, one of these days, I want to be that happy. <laughs> or high. More drugs, Johnny. More drugs. Oh. Well, good. Should we just cozy right in on the casting couch? This first story might not have caught your eye, but me being a father, it uh, I definitely took a glance at it. Um, Evan Rachel Wood. She named her ex-fiance Marilyn Manson uh, as her alleged abuser, um, saying he manipulated, abused, and sexually tormented her for years. Now, I'm not going to stand here and victim shame, J.E. Any 19-year-old woman deserves to feel safe in any relationship she's in, but... Big butt here. Big butt. You know, if the rumor about your boyfriend is that he had several of his ribs removed so he could suck his own dick... You need you need to be aware. Yeah, which, by the way, that's one of my favorite things to say on the golf course. If I get up and down from here, I'm going to have fucking two ribs removed. <laughs> um, I didn't see that until you sent it to me earlier, Words, and uh, I got to say, anything coming from the Marilyn Manson front, you, you got to probably believe a little bit of some of it. Yeah, a little bit of all of it. 
if he turns into like half the weirdo that he looks like, it's it's probably pretty bad for the poor girl. Yeah, it's she's like, yeah, I know he's a real sweet guy though. It's just he's forty and I'm nineteen. <laughs> she needed a lover like Tiger, someone who was gonna nurture her. Yeah, at, at not least do weird shit. Yeah, and, and those girls that Tiger dated genuinely felt loved. I mean, this girl was, sounded like she was pretty scared for you know her her well being for the most part. Yeah. The funniest part of the story was it had Marilyn Manson's real name. I forget what it is. It was like, you know, Brian Dawkins. No, that's not it. <laughs> Brian <laughs> Dawkins. Lynn Bias. It reminded me of Eminem and 8 Mile, though. His real name's Clarence. His, his real name's Kessler Coran. Isn't that the name of That's That's P. That, Reed's caddy that yeah. I was trying to remember his name last week. Caddy slash brother-in-law. <laughs> Pace yourself. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah, uh... I, I guess I saw there was several other women that came forward and said that Marilyn Manson had abused them backstage at shows. I thought that's what happens when you go backstage at a fucking concert when you're a when you're a young lady. Oh God, having a daughter. It's just like now. It's like okay, what kind of chess game can I start to play now to where she's not going to end up with a guy like that? Because I can't just come out and say like, this is a bad person. Don't be be with a, a man like this. Because then you know the old forbidden fruit. Thanks a lot, Eve. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Dad. Fuck you, Dad. Dad is this Marilyn, and I love him! (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I started uh, acting like I really liked him this week with Wheezy. I planned up some songs like... (laughs) Wheezy, you like this? Oh, no! (laughs) Do they have a kid's bop version of the beautiful people? (laughs) The beautiful people, the beautiful people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I always, hey, I, I do like that song. It is a good song. Oh, what an artist. So yeah, Marilyn Manson, steer clear. Next, Screech, fucking Screech. Dustin Diamond passed away this week at the age of 44 after a short battle with pretty aggressive lung cancer, I guess. Ugh, yeah, and you know, every time we kind of get on these talks words, it's always kind of like, uh, what morbid and yeah, se- sexual assault. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to, it's hard to shame like a dude that just tragically kind of passed away. I mean, I think he found out he had cancer like three weeks ago, even though he had like a huge, like growth, like on his neck. bulge on his neck that he was apparently too scared to go even to the doctor because he didn't want media to like take pictures and make fun of it. So. Really fucked up story, sad story, to be quite honest. Even though we both would agree he did some questionable things back in the day, was an asshole. What, like wrote a, a tell-all biography that, about sex and drugs on the set of Saved by the Bell and it was all made up? <laughs> yeah, like what a sick fuck. <laughs> uh, that and my favorite words was, you know, his porno. Yeah. Saved by the smell. Screech. Saved by the smell. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he pivoted off that Kim Kardashian deal, and uh, it didn't quite didn't quite hit pop for him like he had po- uh, hoped for. Well, words. That's exactly why I thought about. You know, I don't know if I want to talk too much about Dustin Diamond. That's kind of a fucked up deal. But in lieu of him having a, a you know a porno celebrity sex tape, it did bring one thing to mind. Words. I went through and I ranked my top five favorite celebrity sex tapes of all time. Okay. <laughs> so. It, and with all due respect to Screech, he you know supposedly used a body double, but um, I think the five that I've ranked all were you know not stunt cocks, uh, if you the will. Real, the real deal. The real deal. How so, about the? How about the <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, sorry. there's there's 
There's quite a lot a lot of sex tapes out there. So the first one that popped into my mind wasn't even a sex tape. It's just the the Brett Favre when he sent that pick to <laughs> Jen uh, Seltzer. Yeah, whatever her name was. <laughs> and he was wearing the Crocs. Yeah, and he, and he had a, <laughs> gave him away. He's like, oh yeah, I've seen Brett Favre wearing those Crocs before. Yeah, and he had a pathetic dick. Uh, <laughs> but no, number five words: Kim Kardashian and Ray J. Why is that not higher, you may ask? Yeah. Well, because it fucking started, jump-started the career for all those fucking bastard Kardashians. I can't, if, if, if it wasn't for Kim's fat ass and sucking Ray J's huge dick, <laughs> this family would have never, ever amounted to the superstar. I mean, fuck, her younger sister is a billionaire. Her fucking stepdad's had a sex change since then, as you know. <laughs> uh, Olympic champion. What this sex tape did to alter the course of of our adult lives and every a lot of people's lives is why it's ranked number five and not number one. Because Kim Kardashian, especially at that age, was fucking hot. Oh, yeah. And obviously great, great body. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, number four, Pam and Tommy. The Pam and Tommy on the boat. What a video. throwback. God, yes. that, that was kind of the tail end of middle school. That yeah. one was. And that's why, words. That was like prime time, like just getting into like porn and like internet porn and like downloading porn. <laughs> <laughs> so Pam and Tommy was great. But just before that, at number three, I went Pam and Brett Michaels because that was the very first video I think I ever saw. Really? Yeah. And, you know, Brett Michaels just kind of like leaned over, just kind of like, oh, yeah. Pam, <laughs> move this way just a little bit. Pam, pass my cowboy hat. <laughs> That was that was like pre-bandana <laughs> Brett Michaels. That was when he still had hair and didn't have to do the whole like Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, like do-rag. And, oh, no, I have hair back here. See? <laughs> um, so number two, One Night in Paris. Oh, that one's weak. No, it's great. Rick Solomon, you know, he, he basically, uh, this was when Paris Hilton was kind of at the height of her career, too. So it's like, oh, me and Kim. She are- was 19. It jumps her ass, too. Yeah, me and Kim are friends. I, was Kim's first or was hers first? I didn't get years on these, but. I don't know. Anyway, so just edging out that one, though. One Night in China. Oh, God. <laughs> featuring Ugh. featuring uh, Joni Lauer, a.k.a. China. God rest her soul. And her boyfriend at the time. Sean Waltman, a.k.a. X-Bach, a.k.a. The 123 Kid. And the he re- is not reading these names, folks. <laughs> no, no I'm, not, I'm looking words straight in the eye. But the, be- the best part about uh, One Night in China, it's just like the curiosity of it, I think. It's like everyone's like, oh, why would I want to watch China get fucked, especially by X-Bach? And uh, to be— fu- I, I still ask that. It was—that wasn't that good, but— I did, I did not see that one. The opposite of what happened with the Kardashians, you know, that kind of ruined, like creating that family and the stardom that that family basically had from that point on. China, basically, it, this started her porno career. It's kind of weird. This could be a new segment. I mean, my brain is like exploding <laughs> now. Like, okay, what, now we can look at a person after a controversy and be like, okay, would a sex tape help or hurt this person at their at this point in their career right now? Uh, I think that there's probably a silver lining in all, in all of it. Like, yes, it probably could, but what else would it do? Well, let's just hop right in. Patrick Reed right now is the bane of the golfing existence. If he had a sex tape... Uh, they got dropped right now with he and Justine. No, 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 not even he and Justine. Like he and, you know, some whore. <laughs> help or hurt his career? Um, I say help. Yeah, there's honestly, there's not much he could do to put much more damage on his personal image as far as the outsiders perceive him. So, yeah. Why not? If he releases a sex tape of him, like committing adultery on his wife, he's, like, hey, he's one of us. <laughs> yeah. 
So he just a normal guy. <laughs> so that's why he and Tiger wear red on Sundays. <laughs> Which we just basically floated the idea of a Patrick Creed sex tape. So, ugh. <laughs> oh. But yeah, that was it. So R.I.P. Dustin Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> One, one of uh, hold on, hold on. There's some more there. <laughs> Dustin Diamond. Yeah, back to that. You know, when this story first broke, like we said, like three or four weeks ago, I, I, we almost brought it up on the show, and I was, because I was gonna call his ass. I was like, there's no way he's telling the truth. He's just is getting ready to be so GoFundMe deal, uh, so he can just you know get some more money, whatever, exploit. And then no, no, he died. <laughs> he died quickly, and everyone now is like, "Oh yeah, he was a good guy." You know, they had the Saved by the Bell reunion show, and Screech, the one nerd on the show, art imitates real life. He was not invited back to the high school with all the cool kids. The nerd was left out, and so like no one said anything nice about him until he was dead. <laughs> it's like, Funny how that like, Mark, Mark Paul Gossler is like, "Hey, what about Screech?" Like, "Oh, what is he fucking dead?" Uh, yes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, uh, nice guy, sweet guy. We'll put out a tribute on one of the reboot shows. Maybe maybe there's a sil- secret silver lining. It's like he got a little too rapey with uh, <laughs> Lisa Turtle. You know, he was, like, obsessed with Lisa Turtle the whole time. It's like maybe maybe there was some stuff that was swept under the rug way back when at Bayside. It's like, hey, uh, Samuel Powers, you're fucking banned for any fucking alumni reunion event that we ever do here. <laughs> Talking about the character, not necessarily Dustin Diamond. He fucked with Lisa Turtle so much (laughs) that she ended up turning white. (laughs) How how did she do that? Like Michael Jackson style. (laughs) Oh, God. Have you not seen pictures of that? Google Lisa Turtle white right now. (laughs) Oh, my God. Happy happy birthday, Mom. I didn't say that earlier. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I just Googled Lisa Turtle White. <laughs> and she definitely, she's got like platinum blonde hair and definitely has lighter skin. But See uh, what Screech did to her? Oh, gosh. You know, she was hot. I think her and Zach Morris, uh, a.k.a. Mark Paul Gossier, uh, actually dated in real life back then. Yeah, I saw that. And <laughs> that's probably what ate Dustin Diamond up the most. <laughs> she was supposed to be. Except for the cancer. <laughs> Oh man, ate him up. You teed yourself up nicely for that one. Just good job. You spiked it home. Oh god, that would be definitely one we'd cut out last year. Uh-oh. It'll cost you. <laughs> All right, let's just let's get off the casting couch. Oh, god. I think we both need a shower after that one. No, shiver me timbers. Yeah, we may take out some of the Patrick Reed sex tape and Lisa Turtle White, whatever. All right, well, let's take it out to Torrey Pines, Johnny, where Patrick Reed continues his goodwill tour and wins going away on Sunday. You were reaching for your computer, so I thought something happened. <laughs> oh, he's fucking dead. <laughs> Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed died. <laughs> got murdered. Uh, yeah, where it's not without a little controversy, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it's kind of funny because early on, you know, it, it looked like Hold on. For those that don't know or who hasn't haven't watched any golf this week, Patrick Reed on Sunday on a par four out of the bunker hits one in the left rough, and he claims he thinks it's embedded. He asked the ball spotter if he see if he saw it bounce. They said no, so he reached his little muggy hand down there and pulled up the golf ball to apparently clean it off because it would be embedded, and then he set it aside, which I had never seen done. You can't clean the ball. 
And then, okay, so he sat the ball aside, which I'd never seen before. And then he goes back and he fucks with the lie for about, you know, 15 seconds, which I also had never seen before. And then the, the really smart move on, on cheating on his part is the tour official comes up and he's asking, okay, well, where's the ball? He's like, well, I already moved the ball because it was embedded. So I just want you to put your hand down there and you tell me if you think it was embedded, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so right there, he puts the onus on the tour official to be like, okay, well, if, uh, if, I, don't think, if I don't say this was embedded, this is going to cause uh, quite a controversy. Yeah. Um, so they end up granting him the free drop. Yes, even though replay would show that the ball bounced and did not embed. So there's a lot. I've, I've heard so many different takes on this. And by the way, I know you had to preface this to the listeners that you said if they didn't know what we were talking about. If you're listening to this show and you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, then you're, you've been under a rock for the last four days because this was obviously the talk of golf. Um, Some people listen. That don't even play or know golf. For, you know, the... The sexual abuse stories. <laughs> the top the top five sex tapes. Um, no, but obviously I've heard some different people talk about this. Pros talk about how they would have handled it. And believe it or not, the way you can go about doing this is to pick up your ball to see if it's embedded, only to place it back in that lie to be able to more or less check to see if it's truly embedded. Have the... But what you do is you fucking call your playing partners over to let them know what you're doing. And I don't know that that happened. And all he did was ask the volunteer that was close by if it bounced, and she said she didn't see it bounce. And so from there, he kind of just rushed to judgment doing what you said he was doing. But for a guy like that that has been under scrutiny for cheating multiple fucking times, you've got to handle every single thing by the book, and he did not handle it by the book, even though the rules official did say what he did was somewhat legal and he did not get stroked for it. And the PGA came out and issued a statement saying it was handled correctly because, if you remember, Rory McIlroy did the same thing, and that's when we found out Patrick Reed has a burner account. Yeah, <laughs> the burner account too. Use golf facts at use golf facts. I think is what it was. God, if that didn't just reek of Justin. Oh yeah, and, and what's funny is I went through and I looked at use golf facts, which I think going. Into oh, I the, took the deep dive. Yeah, going into the weekend, I don't think they have very many followers. Now they have like six thousand followers, <laughs> but they replied to every major golf outlet, media outlet, Golf Digest, you know, golf.com, everything, like with the same all in caps, Rory McIlroy did the same thing on the 18th hole and you don't see people talking about that. <laughs> but I also think that Rory McIlroy is a guy that people think has a lot of fucking integrity and wouldn't cheat. Yeah, people actually like him. But, and, and that's the thing, and, and the, the craziest part of all of this is I think Patrick Reed is so good I don't know why he thinks he needs to even put shadow of doubt into people's minds whether or not he played a right. He still won the goddamn tournament by five shots. Yeah. And whether or not he was going to get up and down from that lie, which he did get up and down and make par after he took that drop, the guy's got a world-class short game. So I don't know why he would need to necessarily manipulate his own lie if it wasn't, in fact, plugged. So. Yes, that's one I thing I don't get. That's the the second dumbest thing. The first dumbest thing was the, just how the PGA Tour looks at it and how they responded. And then 
talking to everyone else because they had the the first time ever on CBS they had the rules official in the booth so he was able to talk about it and do all this that and the other and then the next day on Sunday they went through every and they, and they by the way said he handled everything by the book just perfectly yada 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 we're very comfortable with how that all went down and then CBS goes straight to every single one of their commentators like them looking at the screen and every single one of them said no that was not good that is it's not what it's about I've never seen that and that is awful <laughs> I mean, it Nick just, Faldo basically buried his ass. Oh, fucking Jim Nance was going to start crying on the, <laughs> the fucking broadcast on Saturday, I thought. Did you know that he played golf at Houston? I did. <laughs> he only brings with, that up all the time. With Freddie Coe, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I, and, that, and that was the damning part. And then, obviously, he gets to the interview with Amanda Balionis. And, and oh, she, hey, Amanda. How, she, she, huh? She's Amanda Balloonis, Balloon Tittas. <laughs> <laughs> Cle- clever, <laughs> uh, you clever. You know, she dog. like kind of put him on the spot. Uh, you know, I think Patrick Reed is so ice cold. He could lie to he could lie to his mother, and he would get away with it. Well, you saw him on the fucking phone for about thirty minutes before he he talked to the media. I mean, he's so fucking oblivious. So, I mean, you just know he was on the, the phone with his agent, going like, "What? Oh my god, they have footage of the ball bouncing, so it couldn't have been embedded." Okay, geez. Well, how's it being received? <laughs> Badly? Why? <laughs> Why does this always happen to me? <laughs> Well, words. I know that CBS bashed him. I know the golf world's bashing him, but oh my god, I think he's, he's incredible. Innocent. I think he's innocent. <laughs> he's innocent. He didn't, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He wasn't trying to cheat. You got a friend in me, P. Reed. <laughs> no, and again, his short game is so fucking amazing. It is. And I mean, he was hitting really good drivers. He was getting his drive and play, but his irons going into the green were so loose. A lot of them, and I mean, he was getting up and down from everywhere and that rough was insane it was and and if you noticed he was the only guy in double digits under par which this year it it doesn't seem like that's happened since you know the last what was it the u.s so that even more was under par but like every tournament has just been blown the fuck out as far as finishing score 20 under 25 under 14 under wins it and then there's a log jam at nine under but I just think that patrick reed is too good to keep doing this kind of bullshit he's a top 10 player in the world perennial top 10 player in the world that fucking eagle putty hit on the front nine of his sunday round from like 40 feet no bogeys on Sunday. i mean no one no one came close to him no i mean vic had a pretty good run uh sung jay on the front nine uh was tearing shit up and then he fucking (laughs) fell like a shit from heaven just (laughs) flew way too close to the sun i guess sung jay goes 31 42 uh and which i can't say i have yeah i've never done 31 42 but i've definitely done like 35 35 45 you know or 46 (laughs) even but uh yeah that was pretty bad another another crazy thing from a guy who didn't make the cut a guy that we talked about a few weeks ago dre ramir or dre gonzalez andres gonzalez he goes 70 87 Ooh, how about that yeah the uh the south course was playing a lot harder yeah, so uh, to, to believe it or not, he did not finish dead last because John Sinden did. Shout out to the Sinden crew. Oh, man. Yeah, who else? Victor Hovland played great, but he, did. he missed about a, fo- a one-foot par putt. I think me, they said it was either 18 inches. I mean, it was the shortest putt I've seen a pro golfer miss. Yeah, for a three-putt, it ended up costing him 380000 bucks. Yeah, he would have finished outright second had he just made it. Oof. He's still top... Uh, 15 in the world now. I mean, he's he's incredible. Uh, I'll I'll tell you words. The fucking guy that I was I've been seriously impressed with that's just keep stringing it together 
The Amarillo Golden Sandy. Ryan Palmer tied for second up there. Yeah. Really proud. And talk about a slump buster for uh, your boy Xander. Finally finally making his second cut here. Uh, yeah. Never was a true factor, but t- he was in that log jam at T2. Yeah, he only had one bad day. And then um, on the, I think he had the, shared for the low scores on Saturday and Sunday with P. Reed. Um, so, yeah, Xander is, is fine in his game. Uh, Big Tony, he played really well again. He had two three putts on the back where if he could have erased those, he would have been right there on the 18th tee box. But he, if he was playing this week, I'd have taken him. I, I thought he was playing all week until yesterday, and I looked, and he's he's taking a week off. For the, for the third time. <laughs> you were never, never. I'm fired. Yeah, Tony's my heroine right now. I'm fucking <laughs> fired. Matt Wolf. <laughs> Matt, he hurt his hand, but I guess he's playing this week. He had a really shitty uh, first day with Brooks and Rory. Um, I, so I overheard, I overheard, I, of course, one of the main guys I listened to, my boy Colt Nost, he was doing, um, on course reporting, um, for the, for the first few days. And he said that Matt Wolf came up to him on the range and essentially he pulls a bandage off of his hand and he had a massive fucking blister on his hand. Not to mention he shoots 70, what, seven or 79 in the first round. So it was kind of like. I could keep playing and keep fucking this up, or I could just bail. Two triples, right now. yeah. So um, I, it sounded like it was. It a blister, would have helped so. a lot of people who took him if he would just uh, not finish that round. Yeah, not put out on eighteen. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So apparently it's a blister. Apparently he should be fine. Get that thing healed up and back at it this week. So nice. Who else? Who did you? Who else did you have? I had Rory in. You know. Uh, Rory really just didn't put it together on this, the weekend. After the first round, 68, he goes 71, 70, 73. So. The thing that's so frustrating about Rory is he had a bogey-free round going, and he was you know, right at the top of the leaderboard, and he hits a drive 42 yards past Brooks Kepka on this hole, and he was 20 yards longer than anyone else had been on that hole all fucking day. And he has a 9-iron going in, and he leaves himself uh, with nine, a 90-foot putt. And he, and, he make, three and he makes bogey, he makes bogey <laughs> for his only bogey of the day. I mean, after an unbelievable round, that was on the South course. And so, you know, he's the, one of the greatest front runners in the game um, outside of his first, you know, masters kind of debacle. But I mean, once he gets going, he is a fucking front runner and he had the North course on Friday and he just kind of lays an egg and then kind of plays ho-hum in the weekend. But you know, another top 10 for him, top 15, T16, T16. So not exactly his best, but um, words the the motherfucker that fucked both of you and I, we got fucked by this guy, Harris. <laughs> oh, he fucked us. Shit, Harris. <laughs> yeah, my bastard brother Harris English, uh, very popular pick, goes out and shits the bed. Very, day one, he, he was in DFL most of the day, um, so he ended up missing the cut. He finished first round with a fucking seventy nine seventy one. So, uh, just wasn't his week. My one guy that made the cut as well outside of Tony Finau, who got me the most money, uh, was Mark Mark Leishman, which it wasn't a bad effort from Leishman. Uh, he was never broke 70, but he did go 71, 70, 72, 70. So very just steady golf, T18, top 20. Can't say that I'm upset with that. At least he played better than Harris English. So Yeah. And the rest of the Aussies, Adam Scott, uh, he played like shit on Sunday, but he is hitting the ball well. And how about that silver fox, huh? Yeah, Jesus Christ. You think he'd been dying all these years? Or? God, no wonder he didn't play during COVID. I mean, something's up. Yeah, he's like, yeah, all the, all the years of trying to figure out how the putt really turned me gray. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other Aussie, your boy, Jason Day. Oh, God. Wow. He had a 
he had a beard on him and I didn't recognize him. He looks awful. He looked the the very first fucking time I got to lay my eyes on on uh, old oh my mate. I was like, "What the fuck, Day? That's a terrible look." He looked like a fucking he looked like Happy Gilmore's caddy uh cleaning windshields <laughs> in the parking lot of the Portland Open. His beard's not quite as it's a little stringier. Yeah. Not quite as fucking gross, I guess. Um but yeah, so we each get two guys making the cut words. As far as guys that picked well, that's that's what we're here to talk about. We only had six guys that picked Patrick Reed last week. Uh, none bigger than Billy Payne, a.k.a. Rescue Squad. He had Not only did he have Patrick Reed, he had Ryan Palmer in there at T2 and John Rahm. So he actually made just over $2 million. And for a not-very-Percy tournament, that's a hell of a fucking rake-in for, for a week. Number two, though... Guy that we actually mentioned him for being in dead last at, uh, not too long ago, Ross Flinton. He finished Terry's TV and appliance. Harry's Harry's TV and appliance. Hey, where well, you're making friends? They were at 119 at one point. They are now at 41. So it just goes to show you how big you can jump. Uh, Birds picks also Brian Payne. The the Payne brothers are one and three this week. They're in cahoots. Is this collusion? Is this collusion? Collusion. Unfortunately, he was on that shitty pick of uh, Harris English as well, but he was on Patrick Reed and Tony Finau. Me too, Bird. Market 8 dude, Trevor Randall, who is a newcomer lead. He is hot. Uh, He finishes fourth with Patrick Reed, McElroy, and Leishman. Uh, Keegan Grooms. Yeah, he finished there at uh, number five. Evan Mahaffey, my my new bowling partner, <laughs> my man, the the goat. Uh, he had Charlie Hoffman, who withdrew unfortunately, and Rory and Patrick Reed. Good picking, Evan. Good shot, bud. Zach Holland in eight. He also uh, was the only one. He was the highest dude that didn't have Reed. Uh, he had Finau, Hovland, and Good Shuffley. Good shot, bud. Ross Gilbert still hot. Finau, Hovland, Rom, and then in a three-way tie for ninth hybrids. Brian Shones, who. Maintains his number wow. one spot, still finishing Shows. in the top ten. I saw something Respect. crazy. I think his worst week so far was like 12th place. Whoa. Opposite of me. Uh, tied with him was T-Tom, Tyler Thomas. And the third guy in tied with them was Domino's, who is Stephen Brown. So Yeah, con- Domino's. Domino's. Rory's new sponsor. That's right. So congrats to all the guys who made the top ten. And a baby. Words, you and I, it was it was neck and neck, buddy. You finished tied for 51st yes. with 582,000. Top half. I was right behind you, tied for 59th with 537,000. So you edged me by about $45,000. And Words, that's going to move you up, man. That's going to move you to... That's going to move you up eight spots to number 102, mm-hmm. Kate Jenner's tee box. That's me. And Words, I fell eight more spots to number yes. 36. Yes. So. Uh, let's go get, let's go make some more fucking money this time around, huh? Okay. Uh, as far as the overall standings go. Yeah. As we mentioned, hot pick in Brian Shones maintains his $366,000 lead nice. over, over Billy Parker, who's been holding steady at number two. Billy Baru. And as I mentioned, newcomer Trevor Randall is up nine spots to number three. Good picking so far, Trevor. The LBBC crew can't seem to get there out of the top five. They're they're red hot. Ryan Regan, number five, Burning Greens, Tom Tosia, who at one point we had the number Tatcha. one spot. Tatcha. Uh, say it like you fucking know the kid. Hey, pizza boy, pizza boy. That uh, baby Tom. Uh, my man, El Chapo, falls three spots to number six. Up nine spots and newly into the top ten is Ross Gilbert, a guy who 
knows that that position very well. Did you say knows? <laughs> knows. Up 23 spots. Blake Griffin's college number, and was there anyone else famous that wore 23? Just joking. Um, Zach Holland, he's at nine. <laughs> Good shot, bud, number eight. Good shot, bud. The beta soy boy is just small yeah. little, small little. They go drop a couple spots, but they're still in the top ten. They're at number nine. That's Walker Milligan. And the big mover of the week, the guy who won, moving a massive 74 spots into number 10, Billy Payne, a.k.a. Rescue, Rescue Squad. Squad. That a baby Billy. Which words should we... Uh, we give him a call? Yeah. Guess should, pick? Yeah, should we get... We're going to... If you pick well like this, and you're one of our favorite people in the world, we're going to... I was going to say, who <laughs> who won last week? Was it Tommy? Uh, last week. Let's see. Last was it week. Vernon Greens? I don't think so. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Billy Payne won, dude. We're calling him. I know. I felt badly for whoever won last week. All right. Well, while you're pulling that up, we're going out to TPC Scottsdale the Stadium Course, designed by Tom Weisskopf. Where'd he play at college, Dick? Uh, Ohio State. Yes. Really? Yep. You like that? That's pretty fucking good. <laughs> he. Uh, I did a quick wiki. Just being bored. Um, I didn't. He won the Open. He's not in the World Golf Hall of Fame, which I like anyone who has over 10 wins in a major, a lot of them are. Must be an asshole. He has 16 wins and one major. He won the Open. He got T2 at the Masters four out of six years. And mm. then, I mean, he didn't kill himself, so that's good. <laughs> and I, isn't Tom Weisskopf like 6'6"? Six, six? Like, he's like yeah, a really tall, tall motherfucker. Bitch, yeah. Um, yeah. So... We're talking about TPC Scottsdale, right? Yes, he designed the place. So get, I, I don't want to toot my own horn here, words, but don't please, please, Jay, use the a, form after to the, do after that. this week. It falls off, but as of right now, stop number five on the PGA Tour. I have played four of the five venues, including this one. So that is cool. Yeah, um, I think I made a pretty shitty bogey on sixteen. The stadium was not up when I played it. But then on 17, I drove it on the green and three-jacked for par. So it was one of those days. That is yep. <laughs> good. Well, let's call Billy. Elon Musk, pal? It might as well be. Welcoming on our celebrity guest picker, the guy we just talked about that finished number one last week, making a fucking 74-spot jump. Was that what it was? My fucking, <laughs> my fucking member guest partner, <laughs> Billy Payne, the real Billy Ow! Payne. What's up, Billy? What's up, Johnny? How's it going, man? Hey, great. And Words is here, too, by the way. Oh, Words is there, too. What up, Words? <laughs> Who would have thought? Hey, Billy, how you doing, bud? Great to chat with you, man. Great to be on the show. Thanks so much for the invite. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining. We're just t- telling the world how you and your fucking brother just either are in cahoots or just <laughs> same fucking genius wavelength there in your brains. Well, you know that we love the underdog old pre just cheating his way to a victory. <laughs> yeah. What do you, you guys are pre-disciples? Just big pre-disciples over here. <laughs> Good. Well, I saw your Amarillo Golden Sandy pick, which I'm always just, you know, thrilled, especially when that works out. I mean, is he not just on fire right now? <laughs> Ryan Palmer is the fucking goat. Ever since it's- he partnered up with John Rom, he's just been uh, on a gravy train with biscuit wheels, baby. Talk about two just absolute heaters right now. Pretty impressive golf coming from those guys. 100 percent uh so billy we're gonna do our usual we're gonna go over the featured groups this week for the phoenix uh the waste management phoenix phoenix open being played Um, in scottsdale you ever played tpc scottsdale bill i haven't but i have been a i've attended the tournament as a patron a couple of times and i've seen it is out there in the desert that's for sure 
Yeah, is it, uh, is it as crazy as they say? Do you see anybody fucking? <laughs> Let's just say you get in what you, or you get out what you put in. Ugh. <laughs> oh, God. In, in all sorts of weird fucked up ways, I guess. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, the feature groups, man. And, and as you know, if we say somebody that you're on, we'll give you a chance to kind of let us know why you like them this week. So okay. uh, feature group one is uh, Siwoo Kim, Brooks Kepka, and Ricky Fowler. Uh, yeah, we could just skip this group. <laughs> just kidding. Um, Siwoo obviously won a couple weeks ago, maybe looking a little sharp. but uh, I thought about him and Ricky for a second. Ricky, I mean, has won here before, plays pretty well here. He did not last year, though, kind of the beginning of a slump. But I don't know, kind of glimmer of hope for Ricky, but ended up taking a pass on him. Brooks Kepka misses the cut here. That'll be four fucking cuts in a row. That's Don't have high hopes for Brooksy here. He's just, I, he seems a little off kilter to me. 100%. Uh, and, and obviously going back to Ricky, what was it, two years ago that, you know, he takes the drop on, was it 70? Like takes a drop and like goes up and like looks at the green and then the ball starts moving and rolls back into the fucking water. You remember that? Oh, fuck. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> yes. yes. I think he and JT were like kind of slugging <clears throat> it out. But uh, Ricky is an intriguing pick this week. It's a tournament that he typically plays well i do see some people probably picking him i don't see billy Payne picking him though i'm i'm not on ricky you know i think that i think with ricky when he won this tournament i think he was like plus four strokes gain putting or something like that he's recently changed his putter he's got the demons up there i'm off ricky this week boys oh i love, I love, love that dropping the stats i on love it. it billy uh so obviously we're all gonna pass on that one uh, the next group, though, and this is Hollywood City right here. You got you got Daniel Berger, and and words. How much do we have to talk about how hot his fucking girlfriend is or wife? Girlfriend or wife? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Hope she makes the trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's gonna be walking around there with the other, you know, dames there at the Phoenix Open. They're called wags. <laughs> okay, wives and girlfriends. Uh, also playing with Rory McIlroy, a guy you were on last week. Words that just didn't seem to have all of his game. And the X-Man, a guy who's coming fresh off a T2 there at Torrey Pines. What a fucking slugging group here. I'm on X-Man. I like that. I like that pick. Um, I think that you, you got to like his track record here, especially leading up to what he did. I don't know if he's even played here before, has he? I think he has. Yes, he has. Okay. Um, I think he's had a couple good finishes, and I think that kind of – the prevailing wisdom is here. You, yes, it helps if you can bomb it, but really, it's a it's an it's a strokes gained uh, approach in putting. Sure, kind of course. Agree. And, uh, Agree. I think the X Man, as you said, played really well at a really hard golf course last week at Torrey Pines, and so um, this week, you know, you don't have to be quite as careful, and you can really go at some pins. So hopefully, uh, you know, that makes sense for the X Man this week. So uh, one crazy stat that I just fucking saw. Since his last win, which was the Century Tournament of Two Champions ago, in yeah. 2019, he has had seven runner-up finishes, including last week, which is pretty crazy. That's a big stat. He's due, baby. I'm yeah, on him. I like it. Oh, yeah. He's due. Oh, yes. I'm on him. Well, I he, got, he exercised the demons last week, boys. So he too. exercised the demons. I, I know that it's a common narrative, but he's absolutely playing with house chips. He's about to run over the field out there. Billy, you can see me, but – you, you can't see words, but you can see me, and that's when I do this. 
I'm not on Xander Shockley. Oh, yes, that's why you oh. look so fucking scared. But I'm on both the other motherfuckers in this group. Oh. I'm on Daniel Berger for the second time this season. I love his track record here. Daniel Berger has three top tens here, I believe. Maybe not three top tens, but he's got T7 in 2017, T11 in 18, and in last year, T9. Daniel Berger has a great track record out here, and I would love to see him standing with that fucking trophy next to that blonde of his. Um, and I'm on Rory McIlroy. This, uh, his tournament debut here, what better than a slump buster than to head to a place you never fucking played in a tournament? I'm sure he's played here before, but he bombs the ball. The rough's not going to be that bad. You don't have to putt all that good here. I think uh, when Webb won last year, he was like 70th around the green, strokes drained around the green, whatever the fuck that stat is. Um, I like Rory to come out and play well and contend and potentially win this tournament. So just like I did a couple of weeks ago with Siwoo Kim, I think Rory's catching a discount this week. I don't think that many people will be on him because of the ROMs. The and Xanders. the purse is so bitchy. And it's a bitchy purse. I'm going with Rory this week and Daniel Berger. Two good picks. Daniel Berger picks. all around is just really good. And But you can't come too quick on him because he's a Florida boy and we're getting <laughs> ready to go in the Florida swing. So you got to watch out for that. And uh, Rory, yeah, every time you take him, it's a it – potential winner right there in the face but come <laughs> come too quick on burger no his girlfriend maybe <laughs> um, uh so yeah, that's, hey, bef- yeah before you move on i'm on burger too James. oh my god i love yeah, it he's 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 playing really well right now obviously the 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 past his history at the track is 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 sterling and man i, I just i'm i'm really feeling the uh the, the consistency plays right now. I like guys that have form coming in. I think that that in my mind is outweighing the horse for the course uh, picking strategy at this point in the season. Interesting. Wow. Coming like from a that. guy in the top 10, everybody asks strategy about this fucking golf thing. That's one that I haven't thrown out there, Billy boy. I like it. You got to get someone hot. Got to get them hot, baby. So Billy and I are on two of these three guys. Words is on one of the three guys. Bill's uh, on one. No, Bill. Bill's on. Just on burger. He's on Xander too, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Words. Words. This is a, too much. You already forgot. Group. This is this is the best featured group we've seen all season. I think, boys. I think it is. Hey, but this next one's not too shabby either. If it wasn't for this fucking bastard half brother of mine, Harris English, who missed the cut last week, he's going to top five this week. He's playing 100%. with. Well, he's playing with two guys that he's going to have to beat to do that. John Rom and mm. Justin Thomas. Oof. The. the, the the guy that's really doing a lot Ooh. for the LGB community, right? The LGBTQ community right now. Thank you. Yes. Titleist are working on some thing now. So, yeah. yeah. Citibank, right? Well, he and Titleist are also. Uh, oh, they're going to make a gay commercial too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I cannot wait. This is excellent. Uh, he did miss the cut last week, by the by. His first one since, I think, the somewhere somewhere else last season <laughs> yeah well i i did hear a pretty crazy stat that after missing a cut his he i think he missed three cuts last year and his worst finish was t6 after missing a cut so you know there are a lot of i would think a lot of homosexual oh. crowd in uh in phoenix and scottsdale area so i hope they roll out and give him a good razzing this week he's bashing just like you you jerk <laughs> you fucking jerk <laughs> um Obviously, Rom is that right at yeah. home out here too. His his scoring average at this tournament is like sixty eight point five, and he hasn't won yet. Yeah, he, like he wants Robert. to win this tournament more than any other PGA Tour event, non major. He, I mean, this is home for him, man. He's he's he he wants this one. So he, are you he, on, are you on him, Billy Boy? I, I, I'm laying off him, man. It's the bitchy purse. It said I went with him last week. 
it just he's 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 poised for a, a heroic season. I I would love to pick him this week. I think that if I had not burned him once already, I would. I'm laying off Ron, but man, I, I'd be shocked if he's not picked 50 times in the league this week. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I bet his I bet his old lady will be out there this week too. Yeah. She's, she's pretty sporty. If we could just get a playoff with Rom and Berger, and then maybe the two chicks will make out like during while they're watching, like a jello fight. Yeah, all of a sudden there's a fucking you know uh, oil wrestling type. If there's ever an event for it to happen, yeah. the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Hey, because we couldn't bring the party to sixteen like we normally do, here is Daniel Berger's girlfriend and Kelly Rom oil wrestling. Welcome to the crow's nest. Uh, oh man! Uh, and not to mention, though, outside of Rom, you know, I think his worst finish here is like tied for 16th, and that probably even includes when he was an amateur at ASU. But JT has a fucking great track record around this place. Uh, several top five finishes. I don't know if he's won, but I didn't really look that hard because I didn't pick him. But um, the the last featured group, <laughs> Webb Simpson, the defending champion. Another former champion here, Gary Woodland, and another former champion, Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah, Team Strixon. Uh, I'm on Web. I, I hate <laughs> taking him. Wah, wah. Uh, <laughs> he's only played once this year at the Sony, and he didn't play particularly well and still got a T5. Uh, he can slice and dice this course up. And like you said last week, we haven't had a repeat winner um, in probably like, what, two, two years now maybe? So, Something like that. Yeah, we're due. We're due. And uh, Webb is steady as can be, even though he had really stupid comments today kind of regarding um, uh, the rollback of equipment, which we don't need to get into, but whatever. Um, yeah, his lowest finish here in eight years is T21. So feel good about Webb. And he has four, outside of that win, he has four other top tens here, which is pretty pretty good track record at a joint. So, yep. yes. Um, obviously, Hideki, you know, he won here. He actually won here back-to-back, I think. I think he won here in 16 and 17, but – he has a couple top tens to go along with that. And uh, Gary just, I think Gary does live around the Scottsdale area. Maybe. No, does I don't know. I thought, Ga- I thought Gary was lost still. Well, he's skinny as fuck. Uh, he played all right. Made the cut last week. I don't remember what he shot, but um, I'm, I laid off everybody in this one. Likewise here. I, I, I'm hearing Gary's got some like nagging lingering injury. He's saying that he's a hundred percent. The Scott, the Scottsdale Phoenix boys are saying that he's not a hundred percent. I think he's going to have a great second half of the season, but he needs to get back to form first. That's nice. that sounds about right. Um, so thus far, you know, Payne is on Berger and Xander. You're on Webb Simpson and Xander. So we all have one mystery pick that is not in a featured group. So should we just go around the horn? What What do you want to do? Yeah, go for it, Johnny. Well, I've got by far the biggest bombshell that I'm about to drop all season. Because words, I told you this last week. I've wanted to go with a long shot almost every tournament this year. Jez Revy. And I just haven't done it yet. I haven't had the balls. But I got the balls this week, and I'm doing it. It's a guy who not pe- many people will remember had the 36-hole lead here last year. <gasps> shot 61 in the first round. Still have any idea who I'm talking about? Billy. It's a former disciple of Jeff Smith. I'm going with a guy I picked last year. He hasn't been picked once this year by anybody. I'm going with Wyndham Clark. <laughs> I'm going with Wyndham Clark Wyndham. this week. Wyndham has a great track record. He's a Scottsdale guy. 
He shot 61 in the first round last year. He kind of shit it away on the, the weekend. I think he finished in the top 30. But I'm going with Wyndham Clark on a long reach to maybe get a uh, top 10, maybe get a win. Who knows? Maybe he punches his first PGA Tour win out there. Tate, I am just smiling ear to ear over here. This I'm is- still scrolling trying to find him on the odds <laughs> checker page. 175 to 1. I might put a little 20 spot on him. This is like a giveaway here, Johnny. Oh, okay. Okay, where- Wyndham, we'll take it. What a recipe for disaster. I love it. I cannot wait until that text late Thursday morning after four consecutive doubles. After 61. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> fuck yeah, Doc Redman and Wyndham Clark are my boys. <laughs> Somebody picking Doc Redman. Yeah, was there is this week? No. No, I mean, he's playing. but Yeah, he is. But yeah, Wyndham Clark, bring it. You can make fun of me all you want. We'll see how it plays out. All right, I'll go next. I'm going with my boy who I've held off somewhat this year. But as we said last Sunday, he had nine holes of some of the hottest golf in the world. I'm going with Sung Jae <laughs> Fresh off his 31-42. Hey, I thought about it, words. <laughs> that sounds like your scorecard, Johnny. That, we we, we said. actually said that earlier. Yeah, 35-45. Yeah, it was 35-45. I mean, yeah. So. Well, you know. But, yeah, no, I like Sung I think Sung Jae's a great pick, man, yeah. He's, he's going to take the lid off soon. Has a really good record here. Yeah. Has been putting well, and his approach game is. I think he's only played here twice and has like a T6 and T18 or something, so pretty not, not fucking bad. Billy? Bring it on home, Billy. Willie Z. Willie yep. Z. Yes. Good pick. My, my boy Scott Fawcett's guy, Willie Z. I, you know, I mean, he's young. He's, I think it's this, this would be the second week after a little bit of a break for him, so he's fresh, and, man, he's just he's fearless. He's just got those those nerves of steel the young man has, and you know I think uh, I think he'll pound any he hits it plenty far and he, he hits it plenty straight and um, you know it's just I think it's a matter of time for this guy. I think he's going to have a really nice career. Top ten machine, that's for sure. Yeah, dude, yep. his swing is awesome. Uh, watching him for just a little bit last weekend and on eighteen, he came damn close to getting an albatross. He ended up eagling, but he hit like this kind of a baby cut three wood that just landed like a feather. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely bound for stardom on this tour. Wake Forest grad, 24 years old. We all know he has ran through the fucking web or Corn Ferry tour. He has special temporary exemption on the PGA tour now because of how well he's played in his start. So great pick there, Billy. Thanks, Jenny. So there it is. We've got fucking... <laughs> We've got we got Billy Payne. When you said ran through, I was like, he ran through a bunch of bitches. He hadn't ran, he hadn't ran through any burger and girlfriend yet. Uh, no, so Bill, Billy is on our guest picker. Billy Payne is on Daniel Berger and Alexander Alexander Shoffley and Will Zalatoris. You've got a guy with an X in his name and a guy with a Z in his name. Now that's weird. Uh, words is on. Xander Shoffley, mm-hmm. Webb Simpson, and Sung J M. I am on Rory McIlroy, Daniel Berger, and my fucking guy, Wyndham Clark. Let's do it. <laughs> Wyndham, fucking crash oh, and burn, baby. From the depths of hell. That's right. Well, thank you again, Willie, yeah. for joining us. We really appreciate you coming on, man. It's, it was fucking <clears throat> fun, and we trust your opinion now that you're in the top ten. Hey, we honored to be last a- week. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't have, still shouldn't. You know how this game goes. Honored to be a part of the show, boys. Love listening. Uh, die hard this week. All right, brother. Thanks, buddy. Good seeing you. Good talking to you. Bye. Later. Ooh, so those be the shit picks. Buyer beware.
Let's go Wyndham Clark, baby. Oh, fuck off. Hey, we're it's first time in a while that we haven't been on some of the same guys. So. Yeah, thank God. It is nice. That may be the first time all year. Well, it definitely makes it more fun. Yes. Actually, you know, I... I Having know, three guys that I actually want to do well instead of like one and a half or two. Yeah, and, and three guys that you really don't want to play well at all. Yeah. Which I know how you feel now. For me... Obviously, since I'm winning and you were winning all last year, like any time that I picked the same guy that you picked, you were just like, ha, 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 you're not going to catch me. And then like <laughs> I kind of felt like that last week when we were on the same two of the same guys. So I can see how it's shitty for the guy who is is behind when it comes to you and I picking against each other. So a lot of time left. And, and it's it's definitely going to be a different Phoenix Open. But I think this weekend's great because Sunday we're going to have this and the Super Bowl and should be one hell of a day. Might get a little shardy. Oh, shardy party. That's been a hot minute since we did that, huh? Uh-huh. No, I did not mean doing a show Sunday. No, I just no, meant I'm going to get that. drunk on I understand. Shard. No, no, I got that. I think we all understood. <laughs> no, you were like, oh, no, John, no. <laughs> no, wait, you're not going to be drunk starting tomorrow afternoon until Sunday night, are you? No. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, John, you got any other parting words for our lovely listeners out there? Go get our merch. We still got some merch. We actually sold some shit. I, I texted the folks at Opolis Clothing, and I was like, hey, it's going to be really fucking sad when we don't sell a Well, those machines thing. just run in the background. They're like, we can't even talk right now. <laughs> We're getting ready to blow. <laughs> yeah. No, we sold some hats. We sold some shirts. And so uh, I'm, I'm told that the hats are being embroidered right now, hopefully be ready sometime this week, and you guys should be getting your stuff pretty soon. So thank you guys very much. Turn those machines back on. <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll post another story to remind you guys to get your shit if you want. If you want a hat, if you want a shirt, um, go check it out. Jay, yeah, you were really good at posting that story last time. And thank that you. Again. That was good. And thank, thank you, you Opolis. Opolis, yes. Zach and Evan. Good shot, bud. Good shot, bud. And uh, we'll just leave her the name only out of it. English with an ace. Um, we also got a shout out. Thank you, Riley Blue Jeans, old Riley, our OU buddy. He hooked uh, he hooked to show up with two Brahms Steal Your Face stickers. So you know, like the Grateful Dead Skull, but it has the Brahms emblem in it. Really? Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Go buy milkshake. So thank you, Riley Blue Jeans, and go see him down at Bar Arbolada. And what's his new place? It's like Chalu, like Chalupa, L U E. I don't know. We'll we'll tag him too. Why not? Thanks for the stickers, pal. Yeah, thank you. Rock and roll. All right, Johnny, anything else? Good luck this weekend, words. Not bad luck. (laughs) Oh, you guys enjoy the golf, enjoy the Super Bowl. Keep your head down. You can't drink like me. You can't smoke like me. Let's party together. (laughs) Oh, my goodness.